I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Bulldogs defeat the Titans. Incredible stuff by the Bulldogs. Uh, what makes this fantastic win even more impressive is the fact that they're on the end of a 8-4 penalty count against them. Um, and I think it's going to go unnoticed in regards to, you know, like the, the win. Oh, yeah, great. We won by two points. We scored essentially in the last few minutes. But I don't think it's going to go um, noticed by the fact that there was a period, I think the penalty count was 7-2 against them. 7-2 against them, and they managed to hang in the game. Not only hang in the game, they managed to win the game. What an incredible victory for them. And the big fella, Ockenball, going <laughs> over. I mean, people are amazed that he's gone from winger to off the bench. Great, great try by Ockenball. I'm so happy for him, the big fella. But I also, one part that didn't get talked about at all was Oluwapu's pass to him. Mm. Now, a few weeks ago, I was a bit critical, not of Oluwapu, but critical of the dogs for going to him in the big moments because I thought that Burton should be that guy. And I still always, I still, not always, but currently think Burton should be that guy. But that play that he did to Ockenbohr is the positive side of being super confident as a kid. Now, sometimes it may not work. Sometimes it may not come off. You go for that chip chase or the grubber through, it doesn't work. But sometimes it does. And that was a match winner from Oluwapu that's not getting talked about that much, but that was an incredible flick-on pass by Oluwapu. Um, so I was super stoked for him to have that moment. Also, Oluwapu's defense on Fafida. Are you kidding me? No one can defend Fafida. No one. Except this 18-year-old. 18-year-old. Games. Unbelievable. What's he, third starting game? Yeah. And ironed out Foz. <clears throat> ironed out Foz. And I love, like, again, <clears throat> talk about the double-edged sword of this next generation. Sometimes overconfident, but sometimes you get situations like this with Oluwapu where he's super confident and he goes, see that old dog up there that's most young players would... Res I'm sure Oluwapu respects him, but sometimes you can respect him too much. Oluwapu didn't do none of that. He was mm -hmm. like, I'm coming for the big dog because I want to be the next big dog. 
I thought it was a, a really good game from Oluwapu that will, may fly under the radar, but people that were watching closely, it, I'm not saying it's a, the breakout moment for him, but I am saying that it's a very important game in his development that he proves to himself that he can impact NRL games and win them. What do you think of the Bulldogs? I agree with you, mate. I think that there will be bigger breakout games to come for Carl, but that one's a big stepping stone, isn't it? Mm. Massive. Something pretty special. Yeah, he looks very good. And I mean, from hearing, you know, what um, uh, you, you've talked about and stuff like people inside Canterbury, like his, his defensive technique from day one has just been impeccable, they reckon. It's wild how, how impressed they've been out of Canterbury with this kid. Yeah, looking so good. Wasn't it, like, watching the first half of this game, you're sort of wondering, probably not where the Dogs' points were going to come from because, like, we've seen the attack and what they've got in them and a few star players there, and Bird was obviously the one that they need to look to. But the second half... Just turned it around off the back of Berto, who single-handedly just about got them back into this game. Unbelievable. With a couple of magical plays. And then on the flip side, the Titans, who just, you know, the Raiders of old just don't like playing second halves of footy. And But like Matty Burton, who didn't have a great first half, aside from his boot, oh my goodness. Mm. But the second half, just he's done it a few times lately as well, where yeah. he's stood up in the back half when his team need him. Uh, this is a really gritty win by the Dogs. Oh, massively. And to think, like they, they Titans had five line breaks to two for mm. the Bulldogs, and they still managed to win the game. <coughs> Reed Marnie, didn't he go off? Did he go off for the HIA, Reed Marnie? He did, yeah. He was in the wars. He was in the he wars, was. Reed Marnie. Jeez, I um this is just one of those wins where everything's against you. The penalty count, players get key players getting injured, rookies in the the um, the halves. Josh had a car first game back, but this new young, vibrant team, but also coaching staff, just gets the boys up somehow. I thought Tavita Pangai Jr. completely changed. Like Burton initially changed the trajectory of the match when he came out. Then there was a lull, and the Titans seemed to wrestle back momentum. And then I thought Tavita Pango Jr. came on and genuinely changed the game and almost challenged Tino and said, you're not going to have your way anymore, which is interesting because I do feel like there has been times where Tavita Pango Jr. hasn't gone after the biggest dog the way he should. I felt like this is one of the first times where he's really gone after the biggest dog. Now, people look back to his, his hit on Taumalolo, Look, I think that was more like Tamalo was facing the other direction. This was a genuine thought in Tavita Pangos Jr. I'm going after Tino. And I love it. I wonder. Sorry, Goo. I'm going to say the same thing. But yeah, <coughs> yeah, you yeah, you are. Just the timing around that. And I was watching the game yesterday and watching that battle with Tino Sumalawi was, mm. oh my God, that's rugby league. It's two so big good. boys, two big names of the game going toe to toe. At what point did Freddie's mindset change watching that and mm. going, Tino is one of our biggest threats, as Guru alluded to earlier, playing off the bench, followed up by the news just after the Manly game of Jake Chaboyevich being unavailable. I wonder when TPJ came yeah. to the side. And we're not going to let Tino terrorise us this yeah. year. We're going to send a guy out that just showed that he may not get it over Tino, but he will definitely go toe-to-toe yeah, with Tino. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought Tavita Pango Jr. was outstanding off the bench. Uh Kira's brave all game. I thought Hayes Perham, I think he's definitely going to improve his ball playing, but I think we know what we're going to kind of get with Hayes Perham for a while now, you know? He's just a really good ball runner that's going to be in the game, taking a bunch of hit-ups. Um, Preston, I thought, was outstanding again. Jeez, he's a battler. 130 metres, 57 post-contact, four tackle breaks, 43 tackles. Uh, just a great win. A really, really good win for... 
um, the the Bulldogs, and they were desperate. They needed that win. They really needed that win because if they don't, if they didn't win this game, all of a sudden they lose complete touch of any chance of. Um, I mean, they're still. It's going to be quite tight because they're still. <coughs> yeah, their first buy this they're season. Fifteenth, <coughs> so they got a buy. So they they are two wins outside the eight right now. So it just kept them just in touch with that eight, which is so important. Um, now on to the Titans. Oh, man. So the second half chat, obvious. First half, I thought they were great. Had a lot of possession, controlled everything. But in, I'd go even deeper. In that last five minutes, every decision they made was a bad decision on how to close out a game. Uh, dangerous tackles. I think there was like two dangerous tackles. So the Tino one, the Aaron Shot one. Uh, I think there was knock-ons. Yeah, knock-on from the 14. Like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I just like, these are controllable mistakes that they just put themselves in the worst position ever, the Titans, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know what it is with the Gold Coast Titans. I keep on feeling like they're moving in the right direction, that they're, you know, they're kicking goals on the field, off the field, and then... Just, I don't know. They just take a lead and they just can't handle it, can they? Is it, is it a psychological thing? I, I don't know. What's the... Well, you would say yes, except the fact that defensively, defensively they've been very poor for a number of years. Mm. So if it come out of nowhere and they're conceding points, but like, like you see the first half going into the break, going terrific half from the Titans. Most importantly, no points conceded at half time. How good is this? And 40 minutes later, you're like, oh, we're back to square one. And they made that big call to drop Khan Pereira, who was scoring a stack of tries this season, a lead in the tackle. No, you know what? Points are no issue. Mm. You've had a few defensive issues, and we're going to come and try and solidify that. We'll They've said on. rested. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and for 40 minutes, you're like, okay, well, that decision's been paid off. And then <coughs> they get done, so... So hard to get a read on. Also, really interesting moment at the end. So Aaron Clark's the last set of the game, or last three, three or four minutes. Yeah. Aaron Clark had the interchange card, and he was calling David Fafita off. Was he calling Fafita? Well, um, that's what the commentator said. Commentator said, anyway. said yeah. that. Yeah. Surely I reckon not. that's what was happening. I Surely not. What happened was he went to dummy half Fafita. The trainer came out and grabbed him. I reckon the trainer was telling him to hold his width. Mm. I don't think the trainer was telling him to come Surely. off. Surely. It may, Surely why, not. Why would you bring Fafita off in that moment? Craziness. It's unreal. And yeah. what, like, I, yeah, that made no. I think the trainer was getting Fafita and telling him to hold his width because it makes no sense. So why didn't Aaron Clark get on then? I, I, I think Aaron Clark was yelling at someone. I'm not convinced it was Fafita though. I think that was just weird timing. It couldn't have been Fafita. That's, that's right. it Surely, it, it, it absolutely. But the commentators seem extremely convinced. Mm. Fafita told the trainer no. Yeah. <clears throat> but maybe you're right. Maybe Fafita was saying, no, I'm not staying out here. I'm going in the field to get the ball and running. That's what I think happened. But because So uh, who do you reckon he'd be calling then? The hooker? Maybe. Maybe Cruz Leeming. Yeah. He came up with a really crucial error at the back end of that game. It was very, Then he would have got on the field. Because he was still, when he got back to his seat, he was still doing like, what the hell, Aaron Clark? I mean, I, it's, it's so interesting. Like, every decision that went wrong in the last five minutes... And then even from an admin perspective above, like off the field, things were going wrong in regards to getting the right people on and off. And you're like, the players are always a reflection of, of the admin, or not always, usually a reflection of what's going on above. Look, the positive is that, I know it sounds grasping at straws here. 
it was only 20 points from the dogs. At least yeah. it wasn't 34 to 30. Jaden Campbell was absolutely electric. Uh, David Fafita was outstanding. A um, couple of tries off kicks. It was at least one, but I think maybe even two tries off kicks, which yeah. is like yeah. two tries off kicks. So it's not too bad. It's yeah, it's it's the Titans. This is the Titans. So I don't know how they're going to be able to turn that around. The positive, currently sitting on twelve points, one win outside the eight. So they're still in it again, starting the season well. It's so important. So I still am closer that they are going to turn a corner than I was at the start of the season. And I do think they should persist in the direction they're heading in. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I definitely think they... I think they're heading in the right direction. I just think there are these little things they've got to overcome. I don't know how they do it or whatever, but mm. I, I think as a franchise they are heading in a better direction than what they have been in quite some time. Yeah. And they're missing key player, Brimo. You know, he, yep. he is a key player. Uh, okay. Now, Manly defeat Raiders 42-14. Tom Travojevic, already spoken about him, so we'll probably leave that, um, I guess leave it. We'll speak about everyone else. Uh, what a turnaround for Manly, and boy, did they need it. Oh, my God. Uh, last few weeks, last month of rugby league, pretty much ever since that really good storm victory, they've been so patchy and nowhere near the standard that we know that they can play. What I loved about this game as well is it wasn't because of hyper-aggression. Because I think after the Storm game, they've proven they can't be that team every week. And that was my hope after the Storm game was if they can be this team every week, they're a chance to win the comp mm. like, or at least challenge for it. But I think it's pretty evident that that hope of mine after that game, it's not reality. It just can't happen. They can't be that aggressive every single week. And so what I loved about this victory is this was Manly 2021-ish. Uh, and they clocked off a bit towards the end. But um, in attack, at least, Josh Schuster was unbelievable. That first try they let in, I'm going, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster for Schuster. Then in attack, he just – he shows, shows us all why we have such big raps on him. Still a long way away. It's only one game. You want to see a whole season from him. But you've got to give the kid – when he plays well, you've got to give him raps. You can't just always be like, oh, yeah, but we've got to wait for more. We've got to wait for more. Yes, we understand that's a given. It's a long season. We want to see a full year from Schuster. But he was pretty magical on the weekend outside of that one defensive lapse. I couldn't believe how that game played out for Josh Schuster considering the first 10 minutes. Mm. I, I was so worried for him 100% early in agree. that game. I was going, oh, my God. Like, disaster territory. Disaster territory. Real disaster territory. And then mm. just with a couple of touches, he just blows it away. Um, you might not like him or whatever, but if you think he doesn't have talent, you are kidding yourself. There's so something, something that is so unique about this guy. It's crazy. Mm. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, there, there are a few signs you alluded to there, Kempi, just the 2021 side. Mm. And a couple of key things that were similar to 2021. And number one was, let's not look past the fact that Tom Trebojevic looked somewhat near back to his best. He was phenomenal. But you tie in Josh Schuster there as well. On that left edge, which looked as good as they've looked all season... And there's no coincidence that despite looking fitter and going, looking close to 100%, Toby Turbo, that his form coincided with Schuster backing the team, running those direct plays and just freeing up the space for Turbo out back. That was exceptional. There was a try that they scored, the Jason Saab one. I can't remember if Saab ended up scoring it all, passing back into Tommy, what happened. But 
just that early shift in their own half, which is what they did all of 2021. Mm. And they back Tommy drawing the defenders off just quick, long balls. Get Saab these inch of space and they'll attack from their own end. Mate, I, I think Saab is probably playing his best footy. I know he had that crazy 2021 year, but I love that he's a bit bigger. He's so fucking quick and, and his attitude, he's energetic, he's diving on balls. And then you got Ruben Garrick, who had game of the season for well, himself so far. Largely off the back of the back three, Manly are a side that when they're at their best, they can score from anywhere on the field. No matter what the game is doing, they mm. can come at you and score from anywhere. <coughs> and that was the mm. f- like since 2021, there was a real big glimpse of that. Yeah. Um, Ruben Garrick was outstanding, but I want to give a shout out to Ethan Bullimore. He was tireless in the middle, 59 minutes, a try assist. 19 runs, 184 metres, 69 post contact, a tackle break, um, an offload, 32 tackles, only one missed, and a line break assist. Uh, he, he is, I don't, I'm trying to think of like who he replicates, but he, he reminds me of a player of yesteryear. You know what? He's almost like a bigger cheese. Just like stocky as anything, and just real powerful leg drive mm. through the middle. Uh, he was outstanding. We already spoke about it quickly, but Ruben Garrick, man, I love watching him play. That that little baby goosey through the middle there, line break, passes it, I think, to Saab. Yep. Saab just goes, see you later. Um, Did you see at the start of that play, Ches was waiting for the ball? Yeah, and he caught Garrick it. Garrick sort of pushed him, and he saw Ches go, and he was standing there like that, then he made the break, then you saw Ches, his body language completely changed. Yep. Chase out the middle, as we yep. see. Um, I'll tell you, you, you just mentioned uh, Ethan Bullimore. You know he reminds me a little bit of? Matty Gillette. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can mm. see that. Looks like leg speed, upper body, really strong, but yeah. doesn't look as strong as he is. Yeah, deceptively yeah. very strong. Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, and just a victim of the stacked forward pack that Broncos have, because I would yeah. love to have him at the Broncos. Uh, outside of that, uh, Cooler again, he's so good in defence, man. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they appreciate. Like, yeah, okay, he might miss two or three tackles, but geez, he shores up that edge. Geez, he shores yeah. up like that edge. Um, DCE really good again equal record for 4020s um, shout out to Benny Travojevic yeah oh. did you just do his hammy yeah brutal poor fella fuck uh, but yeah this is really good for the Manly Seagulls now it's about being consistent yeah. it's about being consistent now quickly onto the Raiders before the boys pass out <laughs> the cockatoos the Raiders... Jeez, I've always the Raiders to be the last to toy. I'm glad it's the one we went for six and a half hours on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get through this run quick, boys. Um, yeah, look. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Mixture of two things for me. Lackluster, they'd been on such a run for so long, and they weren't just like tearing teams apart. These were close-fought victories, every single one of them, essentially. I will say, if I had to specifically, I mean, it not, it's not specifically his fault, but I do think Jackie Whiten has been quite pretty quiet this year. He's had moments where, but even like a little one now, he may be carrying an injury because the, 
the run that Garrick made, oh, he wasn't in the line. Up. No, he, he was. He must he have was been like injured. Three meters behind it, and the whole line went up, and Jacks stayed back. And, he must have been and injured. And went straight through the hole. Yeah. I was like, mate, what are you doing? Did you see any footage of why? Because that's so I, There was nothing happened. that made me think he was injured, but maybe there was something. It was also quite late in the game. Maybe it was a bit of scores done. Just a lazy, I think it was probably more a lazy effort than anything. But, but that's so unlike Jackie. I know, yeah. And then early in the game, they build on pressure, build on pressure, and then he puts that kick out in the full. Um, I, wonder if, I wonder if he's really struggling with the fact that he's leaving. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like, oh, come on, Kempi. But Jackie loves the club, man. He loves yeah, the club. I don't think so, mate. I, I, I think that a bit of a down, downward slump in form. But even saying that, like we'd run five on the trot coming into this and he might not necessarily be the main man at times, but mm. he loves the club. Effort is never an issue with him. He, but that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, is he struggling because he is leaving? Like, he's struggling to get his head in that right yeah. space of, like, hyper-aggressive. I just don't think we've seen... That hyper aggressive, mm. game winning, just Jackie this year so far. I've seen yeah. it in, in glimpses. The first one or two games, like the Dolphins game, mm. when he did sign with the Bunnies, came out enormous. But the yeah. last few weeks, for sure, three, mm. four weeks. And I'm not saying he's going to have a whole year like yeah. like this at all. I just, I love Jackie Wyden, man. He's such a good player to watch. Mm. And that last play was very strange. I, I wonder whether he's carrying an injury. That's usually it's usually something's happening off the field. Or they're carrying an injury where they're getting like needled yeah. up, and they're just that's why their form kind of drops a little bit. He hasn't been shocking by any stretch, but I just can't. Usually, every second game, there's this play where you go, "Oh my god, Jackie White!" Like the kick chase, for example. Like he's usually the first one down there, jamming blokes. Um, it's it's really hard to get a gauge on whether this was just fatigue on being up for so long, or Manly were just so great. What do you boys reckon? <sighs> I don't know. I, I think Manly were tremendous in this game. I, I'm not reading too much into it with the Canberraers. Obviously won a heap of games in a row. Um, lost this one, but I thought they just came up again. I, I reckon a lot of teams would have got dusted by Tom Trevojevic with a point to yeah. prove with everyone doubting him. So yeah. I'm not reading too much into it. Have you got a bite? No, you don't have a bite next week. Who you got? We have got Bunnies. Bunnies. Real big. T- oh, well, Bunnies without a couple of players. Good yeah, Good, good game test. for both. I'm looking forward to that yeah, one. Yeah, good test. Um, I want to give a shout-out to... The great Sebastian Chris. Now, I know obviously they lost, but I'm just such a fan that he's like fought so hard and kept that spot. And as you said, five games on the trot. Now, is he in the top tier of fullback yet? No. But the first game he had there, it was okay. I personally thought as soon as Savage was fit, he'd get that spot back. But I think that he's been pretty solid for you guys at the back there. And he's had to work hard for that. And I think he deserves a massive rap for it. A massive rap. Um, I mean, essentially keeping Kotrick and Savage in reserve grade. Well, it's interesting. In coming weeks, we know that Ricky obviously he likes uh, Hopawade on the wing. So, Kotrick due back. Could be this week, could be the next couple of weeks, but there's a, someone has to miss out there. Mm. And I, I don't know who it's going to be. But Well, I, I think like Kotrick played New South Wales Cup on yeah, the weekend. I don't think Kotrick's coming back. Yeah, well, that's it. I was like, yeah. well, they're always going to, because the NRL side were going really good, they weren't going to rush him back. And then the other one there is Zach Wolford, who was our third string hooker at the start of the season. When he got the call up, he, I don't know the exact numbers, but we run five on the trot, essentially. So then we got dusted on the weekend. Mm. With Danny Levi now back, he came back last week. Of Levi, Starling and Wolford, we'll see which way they yeah, go there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought Elliot Whitehead, especially to start the game, was phenomenal. It was huge. I thought it was going to be a clinic. The first mm. 
10. I thought Raiders are on here. Uh, Corey Horsburgh, I thought he was solid. Um, quite um, – look, I understand why he didn't make that Queensland side, but, boy, I reckon he's close. I reckon he's so close to getting in that on that bench. I think it's just because they've got so much depth. Yeah. I, I yeah. personally think he did enough to make it, but there's just so many other – you know, I think him and um, Mo Fodawaker – just very unlucky. Yeah, so my photo work has been outstanding. Mm. But yeah, if I'm Corey Horsburgh, if I'm Ricky or whatever, I would just be telling him, mate, just keep it up. You're one injury or one bad game away from a call-up and getting on that bench. Um, so, like, I agree with you guys. With the Jackie Whiten situation, I'm not – as I said, I'm not saying he's playing terribly. I'm just saying, like, I would love to see the Jackie we know, which yeah. is just – just aggressive, in your face, big moments. He'll come good. He'll come good. And in regards to Raiders' season – Totally fine. Like, no uh, panic stations. I think that they came up against a Tom Travojevic-led manly side that were desperate for a win. Desperate for a win. Uh, Raiders currently sitting eighth. You know, they're in a really good spot. A really good spot. 